We're back uh, with Keep the Pleasantries to an Absolute Minimum. Patrick, I am going to assume you're well and say that we have a great show for you this week. We are going to talk about uh, a Matt Ryan-esque performance in a challenge, uh, people who look athletic who are not athletic, and some shenanigans that went on on Exile Island, or sorry, not Exile Island, uh, The Edge of Extinction. But first, Pat, did you know that Julia Carter is on the season of Survivor. Sure did. She's in my fantasy tribe, and I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. I, I've been, she, we got a little glimpse a couple weeks ago with her and Ron. Um, you know, Ron kind of seemed to be like the mastermind there, but she was game to play. Uh, and so I think Ooh. we got to see a little bit more from her today, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited because my original take on her was that she was someone that might just slink on by, and you don't realize a game until a too, it's a little too late in the game. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, probably too soon to say, but... I was impressed. What did you think? I liked her. I liked her. She seemed cool. She, it's like sort of what we talk about with the returning players. I wanted her to get more, or now I want her to get more camera time because she was great. Big old, like, beautiful smile. She's just like a, a nice person to have on camera. Yeah, this was this was a great episode for a lot of folks in that regard. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people really shine during this during this double sewed. Totally. She uh, love a double sewed. Double sewed. Did she seem to float the idea of throwing a challenge to get Joe out? It, she at least flirted with it. Yeah, you know, and you know it, she's thinking about it. Yeah, I. It's it's a uh, and that actually had me me wondering because one of those challenges um, was it peanut butter and jelly sandwiches was the reward. Yeah, yep. I don't like jelly. I don't mind throwing a challenge. So I thought the same thing. Like I don't. I'd rather do that than win the challenge and have to be like, no, guys, I really don't want to eat jelly. You know, that's just a petty move. So I'd rather be upfront about that, throw the challenge, so I don't have to face that. You don't think you would eat jelly if you were... Uh, they'd been on the island for, what, 12 days at that point? Yeah. No, I don't think I'm touching that. Wow. Because I don't like jelly either. And, like, thinking about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that I ate when I was younger kind of makes my skin crawl. It happened mm-hmm. during the episode. But I think I would eat that. I think I would eat the... I think I, I have to. I just need the, the fuel. That would be my biggest character flaw because I would t- complain about the taste of the coconut water day one. <laughs> I would piss somebody off. You know, my my gar- my cardinal sin is piss people off at camp for no reason. I might be too picky of an eater to start. That might be my my yeah. fatal flaw early in the game of Survivor. We all know you don't like fruit. Is a coconut a fruit? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. you know, you need water, so I'd play that game. Okay, I'm gonna stop embarrassing myself and say that. Speaking of challenges that she was considering throwing, uh, this is a stretch of a transition, but the water challenge for immunity was great. Wow. Um, and Lesu finally won. And, and unlike last week where I was not into their kumbaya family type tribal council, I was about the moment where they won because Wentworth literally collapsed and just started openly weeping. Yeah, it was... You know, they, they must have felt like they were out too. Like the gap yeah. that they were behind... Um, you know, obviously they're they're never going to give up, but they must have at least for a little bit felt like they were just going through the motions, and and so for them to then get back into it and get that close in a puzzle, and if they had a lost that and gone back to another tribal, which would have been I believe every single tribal they would have attended. Yeah. Oh man, I don't, I don't think any any of those four would come back from that. The crazy. mental, physical Absolutely toll, crazy. you know, yeah. and so. That's what the game can still bring out is that raw, pure emotion. And um, I mean, you right. got to look at um, what's his, what's his name, Manu. I don't know how you 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 end up losing that, but Ooh, Manu um, blew a twenty-eight to three lead. Yeah, uh, Malolo's done it. Manu's doing it. Yeah. You mentioned Matt Ryan, and they say good jokes come in three. So I think he absolutely crushed it. Uh, Thank but you, they 
yeah, they, I don't think a tribe has needed one more than Les who did in, in that moment. So blows my mind, first thought, uh, after that tribal, or after that challenge that the Kama tribe is going to go into the merge without ever having been to tribal. They're literally going to have to dip their torches next week for the first time. Um, Incredible. And, shoot, what was the other thing? I had it. Uh, oh, and, and, and that we were vindicated, as always. Uh, but that, you know, literally, they could not have been further behind Lesu. And the only thing that matters is the puzzle. And David, finally, his 3D printing paid off. We've talked about it every freaking episode. And he finally yeah. gets the puzzle down. And they win. So I was, it was, it was, it was great, and it was a water challenge. Which um, define water like. challenge? Used they, it in the ocean. Most of it, everything prior to the puzzle was in the water. True, and and true, they were swimming, diving, centric. Yeah. Let me ask you, Devin. I've, this actually, I did have this question because what they were doing, diving and releasing that stuff, did not look that difficult to me. But I have no water skills, and so that just... Am I missing something about the challenging part of releasing those buoys? It, I mean, so I can hold my breath for quite a while, and, and I think that is what would have benefited me more than, like, anything else. Because I think most of them went down there, gave it, like, a quick tug or two, and then had to go up. Like, I could have been down there for, like, a little bit and, like, braced myself on the chain and pulled it out. So yeah. I, I don't think it's that difficult. Like, I just was thinking that it must have gotten stuck a little bit because most of them weren't going down very far. So, like, yeah. this is unpacking it way too much, but they were, like, oh, no, pulling cool. up when they were going out, too. Right. Not a, not a, not a, you need the, um, like, with Excalibur. You can't be coming yeah. at an angle. Exactly. I was you just going to say, you got to unsheath that thing. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, I, I was just curious about that. I, I, it seemed to me like that of the water things that would, challenge me that's on the low list but that seemed to challenge the other people the most so i was just yeah. really curious about that this is sort of a running tradition uh for water-based challenges what uh, how, how does pack rally perform in that one? Ooh, um well obviously i think pretty good i told you that before <laughs> i said i thought i could get down there and honestly i've done that um i used to have that exact puzzle as a as a child in oh, my wow. bedroom i'm not even kidding like the four the four circled pieces that form a uh, a pyramid so i've probably done that puzzle about a thousand times and i would i would like to think that i have a better practice to performance ratio uh than dave does so i I think that i would nail it there i would say that's probably a fair assessment of yourself uh the jump it was it was pretty high would would that have freaked you out at all yes yes absolutely Um, because i'm not going in i'm not diving i'm not pulling the joe i'm not diving straight in for the buoys no chance i was i was just i'm jackknifing that thing I was disappointed that Kelly didn't didn't dive. She did like the feet feet first dive, and then um, and then she was the only one that grabbed the mask. Yeah, she's like low key not that good in water. I kind of right. feels like right. She looks very uncomfortable in it. Oh, totally. uh, but yeah, they pulled it off, and um, Manu went to because was this the first time that anyone other than yes Lesu okay so the, everybody on this tribe was going to tribal for the very first time, with the exception of Wendy, who was formerly on Manu. Yeah, uh, 100%. Okay, um, okay. And so we saw a little bit going on at camp beforehand um, between Victoria and Aubrey. Victoria sort of positioning up uh, this ruse that she was going to have an all-lady <laughs> alliance. Mm. And Aubrey kind of took it hook, line, and sinker, huh? It seems like it, man. It seems like it. It, it seemed like... 
Victoria straight up played her. And I don't know if I felt let down by Aubrey or myself. Because I thought Aubrey was going to see through it a little bit. I you did know, too. She, she, it, it, I was seemed, disappointed. Victoria seemed like she had a lot of sort of telltale, like 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 textbook, I guess is what I'm like, trying to say. Textbook, like lying tells. Yeah. Like I felt like she was like always like checking through her bag, sort of averting eye contact. Um, but I, I mean, I can't, you know, that's only what they showed. Yeah. We always it, talk about that. So I have to give her credit for it. I mean, it's her move at the end of the day. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if like Aubrey should have seen through it. It's still a good move. True. True. And uh, yeah, I think the only person I've also ever seen wear a stocking hat on the show for style purposes. And she's working, she's working in maybe this space that's, you know, you just be super honest and say, this is what I'm doing. And just, there's no cryptic nature to her game. It all seems really straightforward. You know, right. she's, she also was talking to Ron about Joe and Joe was two you know, feet behind her. You know, she just seems to be pretty straightforward. I mean, she's from, from the Bronx. I think we should expect it, but yeah. um, no, I'm excited to see her play. And, and, you know, nobody gave her a shout in our fantasy pool at the beginning of the year. She was one of two players to receive no nominations. So, right. Everybody has slept on her, and I think we're about to see a lot more from her because I'm. Oh, I, the, I think she's in a good spot. The first time she opened her mouth, I was like, "Ah, damn! You would have fit in great on my tribe." The yeah. um, the thing about her and Aubrey, uh, sort of a, a point that I've thought like internally and not vocalized yet is that the returning player thing. I think the experience there is a little overblown in like the the majority of like the middle of the game. So if you yeah. want to take like episode four through like the third vote in the merge or something like just because like or, or there's certain points in the game where it's most beneficial it's like very early very late and like right after you merge right before they can kind of get their own little thing going after the merge right um, uh, like like your boy boss and rob was able to do um th- that's a good point but i mean i i do have to feel for aubrey in a good in 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 some way because I think if she's not a returning player, she's never even a thought for this. But I know, I know, you know? that was a tough one. But I also think that you, as a returning player, have to recognize you're always a thought. Right. And you know, knowing the type of um, you know competitor and st- strategy type mind she is, and she even said it on the on the um, on her exit interview. But she she left with two advantages in her pocket. I know. You know, it, it's it's as, it's as good as a blindside can get. Because Victoria didn't even know that she had those two things, and she took them both out of the game. So right. it was before she even picked up that she could have been a threat. So maybe you just got to say the timing was right. We just didn't expect it or weren't used to it. But yeah, um, totally, I, I want to talk about those two advantages because yes, um, let's do it. What did you think of Mr. Rick Devins giving her the extra vote? So I did want to ask you this: Do you think it was all Rick, or do you think they kind of had a consensus decision? You think he? Talk to everyone on Exile. I'm just or, kind of wondering because they all kind of found it together after that whole scavenger hunt. Um, but yeah, let's 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 say it's 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 all Rick's call. I think he probably had the last call, but he, maybe they discussed it. It's um, I mean, I I don't want to say it's like the best move I've ever seen, but I think it's really calculated. So he had he he had to give it to someone that was going to tribal. Oh, that was a requirement. And yeah, the, was he given the list? Or I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to make the decision like before tribal. Um, oh, okay. So then none of them were ever teammates with any of them. Wendy. 
Oh. Right? Yeah, it says a lot about what he thinks of Wendy, right? Like, <laughs> probably that he just can't. So how I sort of was thinking about it is that, you know, he, he knows that he can't really put any stock in anything that Wendy says. She seems like a super wild card. So his thinking is sort of, of any of those people to be on the outs, it's probably... Aubrey because she's the returning player so let me give this to her and, and like ingratiate myself to her so that if I'm back in the game post-merge and she is as well then you know we, we have uh, she has a reason to trust me yeah yeah and so I mean he he misread it too he misread Aubrey's ability to read the field and use that thing which he should have uh, and now it's a shame because it seems like all signs are pointing towards everybody's going to compete and one person's going to come back into the game so it doesn't seem like that move is going to be able to pay off for Devons. Right. Unfortunately right, right. or not. Devins, He's not going to be able to foster that relationship. Yeah, you are uh Devons. I can't I can't get into that guy call him BD Rick. Oh my um, bad. That's on me. It's all good. The so 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 Aubrey heads off to uh Exile Island where a lot happened this episode. It was it was Tons. for the first fun. time, really. Yeah, it was yeah. it was fun to have it a little bit. I think it does definitely like take away a little bit of the drama, but it was if, if they're wrapping it up now and like post merge is just going to be a little bit more anarchy, um, you know I'm all about the anarchy. So um, if we, if we run through what happens first, Chris finds a treasure box with a map in it, and they figure out the the clue. They're they're going to go up and, and search for it all together. But this is when your man Keith runs off by himself and has it seems like a good like ten minute head start on them, right? It it was long enough. It was long enough, and and you know I I can't fault Keith one one bit. I can't I can't fault him at all. Uh, you know you don't know what that is. You don't know if it's going to be an advantage in the in the challenge. You don't know if it's going to be your ticket out. You don't know if it's going to be an immunity idol. You don't you don't know what it's going to be. Uh, and right. you know I I don't think that any one of the three other players made a bad decision other than not noticing he was gone as quick as he was, but. I, I can't fault somebody for going for that. And I think that if it was Chris or if it was Devins, you know, it would be received a little bit more positively. But because it was Keith and he sucked and he couldn't pull it off, it's like a chump move. But <laughs> so, if somebody did it and it mattered for more than just, you know, the team, you know? Yeah. I, I'm going to make an annoying distinction. Let's do it. I would say I can't fault him for it, but I wouldn't say I can't fault him at all for it. <laughs> because once he got up there and he, and Chris, I mean, that's the thing is like important to me. Like how how much of a head start did Keith actually get? Because he got tracked down by Chris, and then Chris just flinged him to the side like a booger. Body grabbed the thing, and when he pushed him, when he bodied him, Keith said, "I don't know if you caught this. I was just like looking for a reason to be upset." He's like, "Not cool, Chris." It was like you will like right like you can't have it both ways because you had just agreed <laughs> that you're all going to go up together. And then you're like, you know, I got to get up to the top of this mountain ASAP. Yeah. And then you, and then you get shoved out of the way because you're kind of being an a hole. Which I, I would fight for your right to be an a hole. I, I think you deserve like, I, and I would have done the same thing. Is what I thought initially, but like, the not cool Chris thing was was, uh, was funny. There was so much saltiness on Exile Island that I was so into it because it the so next good. time. Uh, they're looking for it's the same thing that's happening um and reem's just standing there and she's like what's that dude because she loves that word um and keith goes and picks the damn thing up yeah and then and 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 so so (laughs) i just wanted to get your thoughts on 
Chris being like, Chris like essentially seemed like rolled his eyes at Reem initially, and she just went off on him. Yeah, I mean, Reem seems like a little bit of a space cadet. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just because she's now like she's assumed this like motherly role. We kind of right. give her a little bit more. Like if she was, if she was twenty five. You know, we we'd be calling her what it is. We calling her an absolute like aloof space. That's what she is. She has yeah. no idea what's going on. She never does. And then she gets furious with Chris because he's just kind of like one. He's like, "Where's your head at?" That's all. I think that's all Chris was asking. He wasn't necessarily saying, you know, you hooked up Keith. Like, how dare you? Because I don't think Chris was getting it. He couldn't have been yeah. mad about that. So I think he's just kind of questioning, like, why are you still here? Like, oh, what totally. are you what are you doing here? If that's what you're willing to give away. Because she didn't even, like, I mean, again, it's what they show us, but it didn't seem like she even, like, made a splash for it. Like, like no. we had just literally ten minutes earlier seen Chris stiff-arm Keith away from one. And, and I get it. They're physically very, very different people. But she didn't even make an effort for it. Then she got all pissy. Yeah. And, and she got all pissy, which, if let's, lest we for, forget that in Reem's beginning of season bio she said she cannot stand sensitive people and i get it she's hungry she's old her feet probably hurt like hell but again it's my issue with her it's my issue with keith like you can't have it both ways right and i think it's fair and i think that really all we're asking for we're not asking for much from reem all i would be okay with is if she said to keith when keith started movies like no 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 i saw it first like give me something like be like want it you know, that, I think that that's what it will. Like, I, I think that we're both kind of of the understanding that, you know, push come to shove once, you know, she made Keith aware of that, Keith was going to get it. You know, Cam Newton made more of a play at that fumble in the Super Bowl than Reem did for that freaking thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, that you have, to ha- you have to ask the question about Reem and Cam Newton. We never saw Reem win, so we never saw a good side of her. Maybe never she's saw just Cam a, Newton win either. Yeah. Well, we saw him win a game. Reem's yeah. lost everything. That's she so true. Shit. And so maybe we're just seeing the sore loser side of her when she could have swung both ways. And when she's on top, she's somebody that really reflects that bio. Because uh, she came in with a big head. And then lo and behold, she's moving people's clothes all around. And <laughs> out she go. That That is a good point. She, Yeah, she's, done, she's literally done nothing but lose. She hasn't found any yeah. of the things hidden. Uh, I can't, I'm going to keep calling Exile Island whatever. We deal with it. Right. Um she, so she's just lost for almost half a month straight now, and it's she's be exhausting, starving. Oh my gosh! And she just pissed away an advantage, and so she's probably like in her own head, just looking for somebody to blow up on. Right, I know she is. Uh, she's handling this situation much better than I would have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I would have liked to think you would have gotten after it. But, um, I mean, more impressive that they're even finding this stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think that, you, you know, have we ever seen Rick Devins and Magellan in the same room? Because <laughs> I don't know how he came up. Like, how did he figure this out? The was, whole was, thing was crazy, too. Oh, the second, yeah, it was how he came up with the holes. The, the, the first one was impressive, and the second one, man, I'm... I gotta say it. I'm rooting for him to get back in the game, but I'm yeah. sure we'll, we'll touch on that a bit. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, so uh, going back to the to the tribes, I, I do want to hit on the second reward challenge, uh, specifically the end when they had to throw the bean bags at those little propeller things. Yeah, uh, I believe the, the same challenge or, or a variation or, or that part of the challenge 
was the same as one we saw two seasons ago with the the noble one, Chris Noble. Yeah. Putting on an absolute clinic. Um, War Dog could not have been more polar opposite of what, what Chris Noble did in that challenge. Because I think he two hopped a couple of them to the to the post and he reminded me not to bring entirely previous season castaways up, but reminded me of a, a certain James Lim Lim who <laughs> shredded. Uh, I think he ran track at Harvard, but could not jump. Like could not could not hop on one foot. Couldn't couldn't stretch his quad properly if without injuring himself. War Dog's performance was mind numbing to me. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, he was out there skipping stones, and it, I mean, it kind of feels, I kind of felt for him, because as, as somebody with shoulder problems, I feel like, you know, I've got the build of a Cy Young winner, and so if, in in without knowing of my shoulder problems, my team might go, expect me to come up there slinging it, and I'd be kind of shorting on him, because I don't want to dislocate my shoulder, and then have to play the rest of the season with that, so I wonder if he has some previous injuries, because if not... Oh my lord! I, I just want to go with with not as, as someone who also has shoulder problems. Okay, but he I has just, he has a, a a Brooklyn Nets tattoo. I think he also has a Mets tattoo. If he has a Mets tattoo, you know, you at least know what baseball is. Presumably, you've you've had a catch before. I gotta dig through his his Twitter timeline and see if he's it was posted just a, like a response video or something. It was like when you see um. Like you know, Real Madrid will come to you know Texas and they'll they'll try and throw a football and it's like holy shit, these guys have never thrown a football before in their life. This is hilarious. It was like you saw that. It was, it was the first time you ever threw something. It was worse than that. Um, the one time he hit it, he hit it the wrong way. Oh yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> it went back up. Uh, Gavin was, was Gavin was pretty impressive in that challenge. I thought. Yeah, I thought he hung good. hung in. But again. Joe is always at least the most impressive. So Chris, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris either played a little minor league ball or he definitely played in college. Yeah, he had some... And what did he, he called it semi-pro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, he called it semi-pro and we ripped him because the minor leagues CYO. are still... Yeah, the minor leagues are still professional baseball. So right. if you play semi-pro, you didn't even make the minors. Um, and so he's making it seem like he was a lot closer than he was. Right, and, and then presumably... Shout out Freddie. Right, just up front. Um, for for Joe, presumably, didn't play baseball in college. I, that seems fair, right? Like, yeah, no, I think he's just like farmer strong, dude. He, for my money, like just as good of a performance as Chris had in that challenge. The, the only thing I would imagine is that maybe Chris was throwing the ball a little harder. Right. Yeah. I mean, they. I love it when they do one of those repetitive challenges where you have to do the same thing a bunch of times over mm-hmm. and over, and they don't cut. There was right. a series of him. I think he just hit three in a row, but throwing like like those things aren't aerodynamic. No, it must be tough to get a little bit of whip on him, and he's just pinging it, just pinging, and he's alternating too. He's right. picking his target and he's knocking it down. It was, yeah, Chris was just out there throwing smoke. But so, so uh, the other thing I love very about impressive. this challenge was Lauren, and it was a theme throughout the entire double sode, screaming at War Dog when he dropped. <laughs> He literally dropped David. Then he dropped Lauren in the first <laughs> challenge. Oh my god! I don't know what it is about. <laughs> I I was replaying Lauren just get dropped in my mind. She's had such a tough uh, couple days that he just fucking dropped her. Uh, oh. All right, sorry, not great, not great radio. Uh, no, it was good. It was good because because they, they had never won reward, so they they've been they've been looking to try and get some food, and then and so that's almost just as important to Lauren as the. 
as the rest of it. And it should have been important to Wardog, too. Wardog re- literally refused to fish because he hadn't had any protein in six days. Yeah, I mean, the, the mental gymnastics that man can do are so impressive, and I cannot wait to see what he does later in the show because he... Him post-merge is going to be so much fun because he's wreaking havoc in a controlled environment. Now we're going to set him free. Right. I, I know. I, I can't wait. I want to stay with him for a second, but uh, just just the immunity challenge, there's nothing to say. Joe's freaking amazing. They won, and then two tribes are going to tribal council. So in sort of the politicking around that, Kelly got to a point where she was like, you know, War Dog is very frustrating to work with. He His way is the way we always go. So I, they all throw out an idea. War Dog throws out an idea. They're going with War Dog's idea. And so Kelly has a confessional that, that one half is saying that's frustrating. And then the other half, she was like, but God damn it, he's right. Yeah. And I think she was talking about just this one situation. Um, but, you know, the previous two situations, he kind of saved Kelly. So they would have been, this is the first time she's really been, at least from the cut that we've seen, from the edit that we've seen, yeah. not with War Dog. She mm-hmm. certainly alluded to it as if, this wasn't the first time this had happened, though, to your point. You know, she made it seem like this was a trend with him and it wasn't sustainable. Um, but he was right. And you saw it play out in the end. He was absolutely... Yeah, I, don't, I don't think there was another move there. I have three uh, three bullet points on, on Tribal. Hit me. War Dog says they won't go to Rocks for Wendy. They don't go to Rocks for Wendy. Bye, Wendy. <laughs> Yeah, it, but it was, but you know, as as simple, stupid, dumb, and boring as those three bullet points are, it was actually a good tribal. I, did, were you into the two two tribes at at the same? Um, you know, I mean, I think it's, I think it benefited Lesu. Um, I'd be, I mean, I, th- I think that that was basically designed to benefit Lesu, yeah. but. Um, I think the alternative is they were literally banking on Kama winning that because if Kama doesn't win that, then they're going to tribal five versus four, and then that doesn't benefit Lesu even more. So I think they were just literally banking on Joe winning another challenge, which he did. And credit to Joe's teammates as well. You know, Julia seems like she's really competent. Ron is very good at puzzles. Um, I'm trying to remember who else might be on that. Um, on that tri- Aurora, or not Aurora? Is it Aurora? Uh- yeah, Joe. it is Aurora. Yeah, Aurora yep. is a, a a monster in her own right. And then uh, your girl Julia Rosenberg, Julie Rosenberg, kind of hanging out in the in the shadows. I want to say I think, but you know we haven't seen anything too positive or negative from her yet. Uh, so there is a strong tribe comments, not totally. just Joe, but um, but God, he's freaking unbelievable. Man. Yeah, I mean, I could, I yeah, we we might have to do just a profile, and I kind of hope that he does win. I mentioned on the last tribal, I hope he wins at least. Um, at least two more individual two. immunities, because that puts him in a standalone second. Three he would tie him for to. first. Uh, yeah, I mean, but he, you know, he he hasn't lost yet. So yeah. I mean, he he's gonna lose one. It's just gonna happen. There's oh totally. There's no if he doesn't, you know, I I put him up there as best survivor of all time in my book the, the, or best survivor too, season. Too, but there's, too many uh yeah too many other people that like someone's gonna have a rogue skill set that's. As good, or Joe has a bad day, or something like you can't. I mean, you can't just sweep. Yeah. Well, actually, let's remember this last time. The last time that Joe was on the show, he swept every individual immunity challenge after the merge until he literally collapsed in one of them, and they voted him out that night. That was the last time Joe was on this show, and so he knows what's at stake in those immunity challenges. He knows that's his game, and I, I, for all of the brilliant social social work I think he's doing. 
I don't think that that narrative changes for him this time around. I really um, don't. I think either. first time he's got, he's first time he's on the block. I think that'll be the time that he goes. Okay, so so just to when you went home, I, I didn't think there was a ton to say about that anyway. Seems seems like you're let's just go with the, uh, yeah, the merge. So no, no, you're good. Or pivot. To the, um, I, that's what I wanted to do anyway because I'm done talking about Wendy. Um, yeah. So so what I wanted to see post merge, and, and I I'm like begrudgingly sort of coming over to to Joe because it's just freaking it's just fun to watch you know what i mean mm-hmm. so what i was hoping was going to happen was that the four and, and we still have a chance for this i guess but the four remaining or returning players come in together notice that their backs are up against the wall and just kind of make their own thing and then you have sort of three clusters that you know joe can sort of give them a heads up joe and aubrey can give um kelly and david heads up on what what the majority is thinking all of this and that and it would just be sort of like this third you know s- like silent voting entity um and, and you know whatever but uh so so i so the the point being who are you hoping uh comes in from exile island um i i, I hope that it's 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 rick devins i think that he has the i think that he's exhibited of those characters the best social game i think that he would have the strongest ally returning into the game in david so I think that his reintroduction would be the smoothest. Um, really, though, if it's if it's um, if it's Devin's Chris or Aubrey, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I don't. Say, I'm not. Uh, I'm not feeling Keith. Not feeling Reem. Not feeling Wendy. Um, I know that these words that I say live in infamy, um, but I will also go on the record and say that I was wrong about everything I said about Wendy. <laughs> Yeah, and she, I, she doesn't belong on this show post merge. Simple as that. <laughs> I did like how she was like, "Well, that's an easy decision." Uh, that's probably <laughs> the t- one nice thing I'll say about her. She's she seems like a lovely, lovely woman. Oh, totally. No yeah. business on the show. I don't None. need you. I don't need you on my show. You, you took up a spot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go on the Amazing the, Race. I think you'd enjoy that. Oh, she would be good on the Amazing Race. Yeah. Um, the the heart the heart says the heart says Devin's the uh, the mind says Aubrey. She would be very interesting with those advantages, presuming yeah. that she still gets to play them. Those are two huge advantages. Uh, but I think your point, I do want to touch on this a little bit, your point about the returning players forming some alliance. In that respect, um, having Aubrey already be voted out was probably the best thing that could have happened for the other three of their games. I think that now that they don't, they can't live in this bubble of I'm okay with like my alliances or yada, yada, yada. The first time that they have a shot to take one of us out, they'll do it. That's what they did with Aubrey. They had an easy vote with Wendy, and they didn't take it. They went after the returning player. Right. And so I think them coming together is entirely possible. I think Lauren would stay with Kelly. Wardog would probably stay with Kelly, Oof. even if Kelly doesn't want him. Um, depending on who comes back in, let's say it's Devons. If it's Aubrey, I think the returning players look good in those two situations. And then um, I think Joe could probably bring in Aurora. So I think that there is a possibility for that. And I think that those three original commas that voted out Aubrey might have isolated themselves in a way. And I think that's Gavin, um, Gavin, um, Eric? Yeah, Gavin, Eric, and Victoria. Gavin, Eric, and Victoria might have isolated themselves, but they also might have proven themselves to Ron, Julia, and Julie as like those original commas that weren't returning players and kind of yeah. form a bond there as a six. It, so the original comma could still come back together. Totally. It, it'll be interesting to see what 
you know, who comes back in, obviously, because that changes a lot of dynamics. But I think the fact that Lesu has so few going to the merge and the fact that the tribes were broken into three, you might, I, I hope, start to see splintering and fracturing between the original Manu tribe mm-hmm. or sorry, Kama tribe early because they'll want to get out ahead of it and say that, well, we know Victoria and Eric are going to be together versus, you know, the rest, the rest of the tribe. So let's grab, let's grab a Kelly, let's grab a David and, and have them vote with us this round. And then it's sort of just, we, we, you know, you want to see them mixing the tie dye colors uh, right. earlier in, in, in the post-merge world. Yeah. And they might be even to that point, they might want to be pliable. They want, they might want to say, Hey, as long as it's not me, let me work with you. Let me prove my loyalty and kind of play a game like that and be, you know, convince somebody to keep them around as a meat shield. I don't think I, Joe can convince it, but I think Kelly could. I think I, was gonna say, I think that's a, I think that is almost like it, even even if he went in with a huge majority, I, I feel like that would almost be like a better position for David. I feel like that's where he plays really well, and he would be yep. doing that as sort of like a, a, just a tool in a toolbox that nobody would ever assume. You know what I mean? Like he still has that thing about him. He's this like squirrely little dude with a ton of DVDs in his two bedroom apartment. <laughs> uh, so he, I just. I hope for him, like he's, yeah. sort of, you know, without knowing who comes back into the game, he's sort of who I'm rooting for, which is funny because I, I think I said even earlier, I don't even, I don't really like the returning players thing, but I'm like, now that we're here and we've made this bed, let's right. lay in it and let's go, David. Do you think he has the best shot of any returning player to win the show at this point? Probably, yeah. I just, the winning that many immunities in a row, and I think he would have to, is just crazy for Joe to do. What mm-hmm. he needs to do is have his eyes open like a hawk at the merge feast and find the clue or whatever and get an immunity early. So yeah. when he has an off day or if he just needs a, a day to rest, like, like if they do, if it's just like one of those standing up and, and out in the heat and Jeff brings out a prime rib, just, you just know that you're going to use your idol that night and, and eat the prime rib, Joe. That, that would, that would actually be worth it for him. Cause he's playing the long game. And it, you know, you know, I think that for, for Joe to win this game, he will have to be able to leverage his social game because I don't think to that point he's going to win all those immunity. Like I don't th- like his name will be available at least yeah. once. You know, there's yeah. not going to be they're going to be able to write down his name at least once, probably two or three times. And so he's if he can rely on his social game that many times and win the rest of the immunities, then he'll absolutely deserve to win the show. Kelly, I kind of I'm a little disappointed in her so far. She feels beaten. She feels like the game has beaten her. Um, I know that she's got it in her to come back, but you know, I'm, she's the one I think has the hardest road. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I I'm nervous about her, but hopefully the hopefully the merge feast and all of that just sort of like gives her an extra pep in her step, and she can she can get back on back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, with the exiled folks, I guess this is the last thing we can leave with. You think it's just the single challenge, and, and one of them gets back in? Yeah, I'm interested in that because you know I'd love it. You know, we kind of thought like, oh, maybe they'll kind of bring them back as a tribe or something. That didn't happen. But I'm interested what happens. Are, do the other five get to go back to exile? Are they out of the game? Yeah. What happens? D- does does the Edge of Extinction exist post-merge? Mm-hmm. You know, is there an option for that instead of going straight to Ponderosa? That would be weird, but, you know, maybe. I don't know. Um, and so I'm interested to see what happens, not so much with that challenge, but what is the next steps for both the people remaining and... You know those people that have been on exile all this time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I don't. I, I think. I think. 
I believe also it's just going to be the one person left back in, but it almost seems too obvious to like build it all up just for, just for something like that. When in like previous seasons, you, yeah, that's why I kind of have a little hope for a post merge involvement as well. It just seems like you name the show after it. And yeah. this real so far, it's just, if, th- if it ends with this, why did you do it? Right. There's, there've been other interesting things they've done. A few other times they've had like, uh, people that were voted out, not actually voted out like Pearl Islands. They had, all of the exiled folks vote for who got back into the game and you couldn't vote for yourself, obviously. So I wonder if they like, you know, first place mm. gets in, maybe they would do that for second place or something. Um, I don't know. Just, just throwing things out there. I thought that was an yeah. interesting tidbit. I yeah, it'd be, yeah. It'd be fun if there was, if there was just something more than, than, than today, but that's a cool idea. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd like for that. Totally. So you want Devin's back in. Is that who you, would that be your prediction? That's who you think is going to make it? I, I think it's going to be Chris. I Even think that, with the with the negative, because Keith can Keith can mess him up. It looked like the 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 mess was just that he had to untie a couple more knots, and yeah. so I I don't I think that he'll be able to, with his physical tools, get himself an advantage in most of the physical set of the challenge, and then it's up to him to win a puzzle. I think. Totally. Um, Aubrey is a Aubrey is a gamer, especially when her back's against the wall. So I would not sleep on her. I'd be floored if Reem, Keith, or Wendy were even in contention. Oh, I really too. would. I really would. Oh, totally, totally, I totally agree. But I, I almost wish he was at someone else, but I think it's going to be Chris because looking at those people, he is just so, like, head and shoulder. I mean, he was yeah. he was going toe-to-toe with Joe in a lot of those challenges. He was just, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he, he, he was so good. It was just that he was starting from a little bit behind and Joe was making no mistakes. Yeah. So, I, th- I mean, I think it's going to be him. I think you could give him friggin' 10... 15 you could triple the amount of knots he's going to have to do for Keith because this isn't going to be some light challenge this is going to be a long multi-step multi-skill set test yeah because they're not going to just let you back into the game they're going to make sure that you've earned it through a lot of steps and to that end if one of those three people I don't think have any business winning this win it I'll be a little bummed just because I don't think the show will be as good with them versus the other three but I'll give them props for it because it's going to be a well-earned challenge Totally. Yeah, the more the more we've learned and seen about Exile uh, or Edge of Extinction, the more I feel like they they've like heard some of the feedback and like it's a little unfair the people that come back in if they make it to the end, like they're going to win. You know, some people feel that way. Some people feel it's just like you got voted out, like you should you should be gone. Yada, yada yada. So I think like their their logic behind doing this type of thing one more time was like what if we just beat the absolute bag out of them so that they're mm-hmm. at like a super disadvantage because previously it never really seemed like a, as much of a disadvantage outside of the social game and just being yeah. by yourself or, or with one cameraman. <laughs> I think that the ultimate disadvantage for it too is, I mean, there's the physical toll it takes, but I think the biggest part is if you're sitting and there's five people left, they're going to start to say, we can't let Chris get to the end because then he's going to have the narrative of he went all the way to exile and he got to come back and right. he earned his way back into the game the way that nobody else did. Uh, and that's a narrative that I don't think anybody wants to sit next to. That is a comeback story that would play very well in front of a jury, especially one that might, not really harbor any ill will because you already got done. You know, right. everything that this person might do might be retribution. If yeah, Aubrey votes out Victoria, it's her coming back at her. It's not, you know, Victoria had it coming. You know, right. so it's a little bit of a different feel for the jury if that person's sitting there. Oh, that is an interesting take. I like that. All right, all right. Well, merge feast this week. Mm. Uh, I'm excited about it. We will uh, we'll be back to recording on Sunday next week. 
Um, so just just in closing, the, the fantasy uh, fantasy survivor tribes um, top three are unchanged. Uh, are you getting chirped at home yet? I'm just gonna keep asking that every week. Um, not chirped, but she did find your joke humorous last week, so I think that she'll find it even funnier this week. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said, but you said the same thing, oh, and, I, and she was like, "Haha, that's funny." Appreciate you. Um, hey, that's it. Uh, that's great. That's we kept uh, two two full episodes to about forty minutes. So great, great varsity level podcasting, uh, except for where I stammered. Uh, we we are got nothing for you. Uh, got nothing. Number four, you on the Twitter box, Pat. Do we have more memes up? We got a couple. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting uh, pretty okay at them. I'd say. Ooh-wee. That is high praise coming from yourself, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Uh, Alright, yeah, until next week We got nothing for you, we will talk to you later Bye-bye